From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. We certainly hope you had a great Christmas and are looking forward to a fantastic 2016. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB as we wrap up our 20th year of non-stop WIA news. The important word again this week is that no, we can't all start operating on 5 megs. The WRC15 is not the be and end all as far as setting the rules. Point in fact borne out that it appears the Dutch, now the Germans, look like both having 100 watts on 60 metres, yet no change has been made to the ACMA rules for us. WIA Director Roger Harrison again this week points out it won't be available here in Australia for quite a while as a number of land mobile and defence licensees have long had primary status in the 5 meg band. We told you on last week's VK1 WIA broadcast that Pico Balloon PS56 had a GPS tracking failure on launch by Andy VK3YT from Melbourne. The initial pre-launch testing looked normal and up it went Saturday November 28. Andy says shortly after there were no Whisper or JT9 packets, but the balloon payload sent the default Morse code sequence only. Have a listen to this CW signal. The problem had been likened to the historical docudrama file on the Apollo 13 moon mission which used the phrase, Houston, we have a problem. But not giving up easily, hardcore VK and ZL trackers took up the challenge. Using the sun grey line at sunset and sunrise, antenna bearing and wind prediction, the balloon position could be estimated. PS56 was tracked like this continuously for a week by Bob ZL1RS before it got to South America and went out of range. However, by December 13 it popped up again on his waterfall and tracking resumed. Bob further narrowed the position down to between South America and South Africa. Fast forward to Saturday, December 19, John VK2FAK and Joe VK5EI spotted PS56 with strong signal strength. Then last Sunday morning, ZL1RS had the position of PS56 based on the limited data available. Andy says PS56, thanks to the efforts of trackers, it has been confirmed as having circumnavigated the Southern Hemisphere and is still flying. The ingenuity of radio amateurs has enabled the flight to be tracked without a working GPS. Meantime, its sister balloon, solar-powered foil party-type balloon PS57, has been slowly moving over the southern Pacific Ocean to South America. This Pico craze now seems to have been picked up in the UK. Richard M0SBU brings news of the launch of a Pico balloon operating on 434.6, launched on Sunday morning, December 20. This Bristol-launched Pico, unnumbered, is using Contestia 16-1000 with RSID, once per minute, preceded by 10 seconds of pips, giving it reduced telemetry duration and hence saving some power. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, and I've been busy. Recently, the ACMA invited the Institute to update the submission on amateur licence conditions we put to them last year. As we know, the ACMA rolled over the old 2012 licence conditions with minor administrative amendments 
to remake the LCD for 2015 before it expired. Kindly, the ACMA advised us that that's what they were doing because there was no time for them to go through their statutory processes to remake the licence conditions along the lines the WIA was suggesting. Lots of other regulations were also rolled over before they expired, so the ACMA had on a lot of work during the past year. All of this, and having to grapple with the government's Spectrum Reform Program too. Don't forget that the Australian Radio Frequency Spectrum Plan will be necessarily updated following the outcomes of the World Radio Communications Conference concluded at the end of November. So, we have another bite of the cherry for amateur licence conditions. Let me share some highlights with you of what we're advocating this time around. The bands are dear to every amateur's heart. We're seeking new bands at 5 megs, 70 megs and 900 megs. WRC 15 agreed on a 15 kHz wide band at 5 MHz for worldwide allocation. Unfortunately in Australia, that's heavily used by existing services. We'll see what might be possible down the track. Use of the spectrum around 70 MHz has declined markedly and few licensees remain. The WIA is seeking a small band that aligns with allocations in other regions. There's a lipid band at 900 MHz and our neighbours across the ditch in New Zealand have an allocation in there. Some good things could be done being able to experiment in this part of the spectrum. Apart from that, the WIA is advocating for more spectrum at 160 metres and 80 metres as usage and demand from other services in this part of the spectrum continues to decline. And then there's 6 metres. We're asking for continued use of 50 to 52 MHz, preferably on a better basis than a secondary service. For foundation licensees, we're seeking more bands, including some microwave bands, for permitted modes and more power, plus permission to build kits. We're not forgetting standards. The WIA is asking for conditions that better match similar license grades in other countries, Canada and Japan, for example. To maximise opportunities for experimentation by advanced licensees, we're asking for the relaxation of permitted bandwidths on the amateur bands from 1.8 megs to 430 megs, with the aim of enabling the exploration and use of emerging and newly developed technologies, including those not yet invented. Another thing close to the hearts of many advanced licensees is more power. Yes, we're advocating permission for one kilowatt with the least strings attached. Most of our near neighbour nations allow 1,000 or 1,500 watts. Who knew? Advocacy, education, support, that's what we do. Best wishes for the season to all our listeners. This is WIA Director Roger Harrison, VK2ZRH, for VK1WIA News. Here are three benefits that the WIA can provide for you as a member. All you have to do is check the WIA website for details. Firstly, do you have a personal callsign at wia.org.au email address? Callsign at addresses are available free to all WIA members. All emails sent to your callsign at address are automatically forwarded to a home or work email account of your choice. You can give your callsign at address to friends and colleagues and it will always be valid even if you ever have to change your ISP. And you can instantly change the target of your callsign at email address anytime it suits you.
Secondly, are you registered for Memnet? Memnet is the system used by the WIA to manage all your membership details, including the target address of your callsign at email. Registering for Memnet is simple and secure and gives you control of your membership details. Finally, when you have a call sign at wia.org.au email address, you can automatically receive periodic summarised news releases from the WIA. Full information about all of this is on the WIA website. The address is www.wia.org.au and try the search box if you can't find what you're looking for on the homepage. VK1 WIA, all local news. We go around VK in 80 seconds. The Central Coast Amateur Radio Club are looking forward to welcoming all interested in amateur radio to the annual field day event at Wyong Racecourse, Sunday, February the 28th, 2016. The exhibitors who have registered so far are the Currajong Radio Museum, the Historical Radio Society of Australia, Alara slash Haddock. The traders who have registered so far are Radio Supply Proprietary Limited, who have specials on all-in-one electronic kits for kids wishing to learn about electronics. There are three types, a 30-in-1, a 60-in-1 and a 120-in-1. Their construction projects also include a Morse code transmitter, a radio receiver a continuity tester, moisture meter, sound level meter, and shortwave receiver. Other traders who have registered are RF Solutions, Softmark, NBS Antennas. For full details about the field day, please go to the website at www.fieldday.org.au. This announcement from Dave, VK2DLS, Publicity Officer of the Central Coast Amateur Radio Club. 2016 Countdown. If you're in the Townsville region of VK4 on New Year's Eve, why not activate your VHF rig or handheld and see in the new year via radio? The 2016 Countdown, synchronised to WWV, will be happening on the VK4 RAT Townsville VHF repeater from 1330 UTC, that's 2330 local, on Thursday, December 31. Ham celebrates 105 years in VK5. Believed to be the oldest active radio amateur in Australia, Darcy Hancock, VK5RJ, recently celebrated his 105th birthday. This great milestone at an Adelaide hotel was with family and friends, including two great-grandchildren. We learn that Darcy is still having regular contacts with the group on 80 metres in the mornings and afternoons most days. Happy 105, Darcy, VK5RJ. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. With international news, I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Spectrum uses continue to grow. Advances in wireless technology are making consumer devices more user-friendly. The Internet of Things is now replacing many analogue ways we'd used for years. For example, wireless devices are now set to help diesel engines use less fuel while cutting their byproduct emissions of soot and ash. Sensors can now measure the load on exhaust filters and this data helps program engines to burn fuel more efficiently. 
Currently, a hit-or-miss method is used to clean those filters more frequently than necessary. Bicycle riders are also being offered wireless electronic shifting. Instead of mechanically changing gears through a lever and wire system, this is done wirelessly. These and other developments are occurring as innovators look at how things are done mechanically and replacing them with digital wireless solutions. There's even a hint that some are turning to bushland or nature properties to overcome their technology burnout, either as a holiday getaway or a more permanent lifestyle choice. Look up and spot the station. Learn more with STEM on station. The International Space Station orbits 250 miles above Earth and travels about 17,500 miles per hour. The space station is visible in the night sky and looks like a fast-moving plane but it's dozens of times higher than any airplane and travels thousands of miles an hour faster. Learn more about how you can spot the space station and other ways you can bring the station into your classroom by visiting NASA's STEM on Station website. While you are there, stop by and learn about our year-long mission and how it's helping us on our hashtag journey to Mars. Opportunities, resources and more await at this space station-focused website. To check out the site, visit nasa.gov forward slash education forward slash stem station on the 15th of december british european space agency astronaut tim peak arrived at the international space station and during his six-month stay he'll be using the amateur radio equipment on board the iss using the call sign golf bravo one sierra sierra tim will be the first iss crew member to use the ham tv fast scan digital amateur tv system rsgb at bletchley park if you're heading to the Old Dart, then a trip to Bletchley should be in your plans, plus the RSGB's National Radio Centre and Bletchley Park Museum deserves an eyeball QSO. Bletchley Park is open to visitors daily, and there's a fantastic new exhibit in Hut 8, the Petard Pinch, telling the incredible story of the capture of the crucial Enigma code books. These enabled Bletchley Park to break back into the German naval Enigma network, codenamed Shark, following a devastating 10-month blackout. The Times of India reports the role of amateur radio in emergency communications has been included in the Class 11 SCERT English textbook. Ham radio seems to have caught the attention of students and faculty of schools and even higher education institutes. A small module on the use of ham radio during disasters in the syllabus currently being taught quote instances of how the ham radio turned out to be the most important emergency communication tool during the Chennai floods. Weird and wonderful. Just when you thought you'd seen everything, it's time to look down to video at your feet. The latest in wearables is foot gear with a customised digital display. Yes, your shoes are not only on the move, they are the movies. A startup outfit in New York called Shiftwear has come up with high-tech sneakers with a difference. These incorporate side-panel high-definition displays that can show motion designs and animations. The shoes are wirelessly connected to an app on a smartphone where you choose the way shoes look, even showing your own design. The displays are fully flexible, and the developers claim that the shoes are waterproof. In fact, you can wash them in a machine, and they have very durable Kevlar for the soles. The shoe's batteries last 30 days between refills from a wireless charging solution, or you can top up the charge just by walking in them. But if you leave the design static, then the display consumes no power. Could this be that 
these shoes are made for talking? Well, who will be the first radio amateur to call CQ while sporting a call sign on their feet? Development on the shoes is being funded through an Indiegogo campaign, although this reporter thought they might have got better traction with Kickstarter. If you want more information, you can check the developer's website at shiftware.com. Shipments are expected to start in September 2016. And if you buy the shoes and they stop working, no problem. Just reboot. For National News, I'm John, VK2JPM. From Australia, this is VK1WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service on RF, internet streaming and text at wia.org.au. Operational news on Felix VK for a few Q2016. January, Friday the 1st to Sunday 31st, WIA Rosshall Memorial VHF UHF contest. January 7th and Sunday the 10th, WIA VHF UHF Summer Field Day. All aboard the Sydney Ferries VHF UHF Contest. Sunday, March 13. WIA John Moyle Field Day, 1920, March 2016. Harry Angel, 80 metre sprint WIA, this is still only a provisional date, of Saturday the 7th of May. Hopefully soon we can get a move on with a locked in date. Special event stations DX, Beacon, Repeater and Net Advice. P5 North Korea. As reported earlier last month, DOM 3Z9DX was expected to travel to North Korea sometime before Christmas to continue talks with government officials. Well, DOM has been in Pyongyang since December 16 and is meeting with telecom officials and other representatives. He did bring his equipment into the country and surprisingly was able to begin an operation demonstration early Sunday morning last on 21222 kHz. Reports indicate P5-3Z9DX was very weak. The excerpts from DX News and DX World report that Dom has made plus 350 QSOs during his demonstration. His antenna is on a metal fence post 2 metres above the ground, among government high-rise buildings. Dom is surrounded by a lot of people as he operates, officials coming in and out. Dom points out this operation is only a presentation, so it's possible a different QDH will be found for the next real activity planned for early next year. His equipment will remain in P5 for his potential future activities in January-February. Dom returned home to Poland on December 22, DX News. Or if that failed, Christmas Day, according to DX World. This all sounds good for possibly opening the door to amateur radio in P5. From a soon-to-be to a just-ended ham event, yes, the WIA ANZAC 100 program has finished. What a respectful conclusion reached by the ANZAC suffix call signs that began on ANZAC Day April 25 and ended on December 20, the day in 1915. ANZAC forces left Gallipoli. On the final day this year, WIA President Phil Wade VK2ASD gave a closing address that touched on the meaning and impact of the ANZAC legacy. And the WIA ANZAC 100 program had 50 events that made many thousands of contacts. On December 20, as part of the last hurrah, were VI-3 Anzac near the cannons at Fort Gellibrand, VI-6 Anzac at Ham College in Perth, and VI-8 Anzac in the Charles Darwin National Park. When the WIA office reopens after the summer holiday break on January 11, claims for Anzac awards will begin to be finalised.
as well as the successful on-air program, WIA historian Peter Wolfenden, VK3RB and a number of contributors, had a series of articles printed in the WIA journal Amateur Radio Magazine. So much more material was gathered during the centenary of ANZAC that it all could, unfortunately, not all be printed. However, a commemorative publication on the role of radio amateurs in conflicts has been filled and will be published in April 2016. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix VK4FUQ Inningham. Hi, I'm Brian VK3GR with this week's worldwide special interest group news starting at ATV where every pixel tells a story. Slow scan TV image sent through AO85. On December 13, Brazilian radio amateur Roland PY4ZBZ received an SSTV image sent in Robot 36 via AO85. AMSAT Vice President for Engineering Jerry Buxton N0JY said... I can tell you that in South America they're having some fun and that our analogue to digital to analogue IHU processing of the old audio seems to work very well at SSTV frequencies. N0JY went on to state that the transmission was a very good demonstration of the capability of the FM repeater on the FOX1 series satellites. The FM satellite uplink is at 435.170 MHz with a 67 Hz CTCSS tone, and the downlink is on 145.978 MHz. Whereas it's not recommended to use satellites to transmit SSTV images, this personal experiment by South American hams didn't seem to interfere with any other transmissions. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Group's Defence. Sweden's Minister for Defence is a radio amateur, Peter Holquist, SM4HCF. On Friday, December 11, 2015, the Swedish National Amateur Radio Society, SSA, had the honour to receive Peter. He was in Karlsborg on official mission, but after this, Peter took the time to complete a telegraphy test in a classroom at the old S2, led by Kjell, SM6CTQ, and Frederick, SA6CJZ, and then devoted an hour to the SSA archives. The Defence Minister expressed surprise that the archive was so extensive. A small gift was presented consisting of old issues of the QTC from the 30s. Now, Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier. ARRL, US Managing Partners of Amateur Radio on the International Space Station, are pleased to announce the schools and organisations selection for the second half of 2016. A total of 17 of the submitted proposals during the recent proposal window have been accepted to move forward into the next stage of planning to host a scheduled amateur radio contact with crew on board the ISS during the July through December period next year. AMSAT North America say that this is a significant step in ARIS's continuing efforts to engage young people in science, technology, engineering and maths. At STEM activities and raise their awareness of space exploration, space communications and related areas of study and career possibilities. No word to the WIA news from AMSAT VK as to any schools selected yet for our 2016 season. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Old Timers, there will be no bulletin in January. The first RAOTC broadcast for 2016 will be on Monday, February the 1st.
On behalf of the RAOTC broadcast team, may I wish everyone a Merry Christmas and a Happy Healthy New Year. 7-3 from Clive, VK6CSW. On to Rescue Radio. Global Set 2015 Exercise Complete. On the IARU Region 1 site, Greg Mossop, G0DUB, reports the Global Set 2015 Emergency Communications Exercise is now complete. The Global Simulated Emergency Test, Global Set, started on 18th December with a 24 to 48 hour time limit for emergency communications groups around the world to carry out an availability exercise, contacting their members to find out how many would be available within 1 to 12 hours. 38 countries took part in the test, a massive 22 from Region 1. VK3PC Region 3 coordinator said, All IARU region coordinators showed that there is a great deal to learn about the reliability of the systems used and the resilience of our structures. We believe our news editor, Graham VK4BB, was a little embarrassed to have to report he would need the maximum time available when contacted by the North Queensland coordinator, Gavin VK4ZZ. Each IARU region coordinator issued a web form survey that is now closed, but they collected data for the exercise. All web forms used for collecting data for this exercise have now been closed and the results are being analysed, with the target of the exercise report being published to emergency communications groups by 25th of December. Thanks to everyone who took part in this valuable exercise. On to Worldwide Special Interest Groups, Youngsters on the Air. NASA Commercial Crew Program 2016 Children's Artwork Calendar. Some of the best works of art come from children who are only limited by their imaginations, like the more than 150 young explorers from across the country who submitted artwork depicting human spaceflight as they see it. 16 masterpieces were chosen to be included in the NASA Commercial Crew Program 2016 Children's Artwork Calendar, which is now available for download. NASA offer a huge thank you to all the youngsters in age from 4 to 12 who submitted their work and hope that everyone will enjoy and use this calendar for the coming year. Kids Day on Sunday, January 3rd, is a fantastic way to introduce young people to the magic of amateur radio by getting them on the air. Kids of all ages are invited to participate and make direct radio contact with other kids. In the past, there have been contacts made across the United States and to foreign countries such as Ireland and Australia. Twice a year, ARRL offers this event designed to promote amateur radio to youth. Share the excitement with your kids and grandkids, a scout troop, a church group or the general public and listen up. That's all I have this time around. I'm Brian, VK3GR. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. On the Sunshine Coast, it's relayed on 146.825 and 146.850 at 9am. I'm Gordon, VK4 VP. Again, we hope you had a very happy and holy Christmas and we certainly look forward to a brighter new year, 2016. But... No 60-metre operation possible in VK. Just as the final, final wraps up this edition of VK1WIA National News, a reminder of a reminder of a reminder. 
While the amateur service gained a new band at 5 MHz at the World Radio Communications Conference last November, it won't be available in Australia and many other countries for quite a while. In Australia, a number of land mobile and defence licensees have long had primary status in this, the 5 Meg band. The ACMA is aware of the decision made by WRC 15 at Geneva and expects future discussions on it with the Wireless Institute of Australia. Until the ACMA agrees through the Australian Radio Frequency Spectrum Plan or the Licence Condition Determination, no VK radio amateur is allowed to use those frequencies. However, there is limited access to spot frequencies on 5 megs by Wyson and Amateur Radio New South Wales, the news broadcasts, but these are under the land mobile licences and call signs. So, just repeating, despite the decision being made at WRC 15 and access possible in some countries to radio amateurs under their domestic rules, no such decision has been made for us here in Australia. Yes, transmitting by radio amateurs in Australia on 5 MHz is illegal until the ACMA gives its approval, which may take many, many years. So, until that happens, well, no. Until next week, I'm Graham VK4BB. Walk softly. This is VK1 WIA. All points of contacts from today's news stories are to be found in print when you read the web editions. www.wia.org.au From Australia, this has been VK1 WIA and the weekly WIA amateur radio news service. On RF, we thank our rebroadcast team and you for listening. And remember, internet streaming and text of this news is available 24-7 at wia.org.au.